week 10 now, guys. We're just cruising through the NFL season. Week 10 action. The Lions are back, baby. That's all anyone uh, listens to this podcast for is that great Lions analysis. So Lions back on the uh, the schedule. Going to going to Pittsburgh. Yes, going sir. to Zeesland. First time going back to first time going back to Zeesland since the infamous, I think Jim Schwartz, uh, fake field goal call. That was a horrific, horrific coaching decision. Not not to be Real confused with going to um, Latrobe, which was, which was something that not to be you know, confused. Young Klepp and I were present for, but that's a different story for a different day. That, yeah, the Lions in Pittsburgh uh, escapes me, but I do remember is the last time they played the Juju game, the rookie Juju game when when he hit the ninety-seven yard touchdown. Yeah, that was Ford at Ford Field. Field. That was at that Ford was when Tommy Field, and I declared yeah. Ben Roethlisberger dead. Too. That was years years ago. That was yeah, at season one, was. Tommy. I remember watching that game. That was four. Uh, that was four that years was four ago. Four years ago. That game. It yeah, was that, four years ago. That game, uh, I was incredibly depressed afterwards, and it was freezing in Chicago, and uh, I was so upset after the game that mm. I had to go get some McDonald's, and I just I I was just wearing shorts and yep. a t-shirt and flip flops, and I'm just and I just walked out into the night. And when I was walking out the door, my roommate's mom was like surprising him to visit, and I like met her, and she's like, "You're going outside, like wearing that," and I, and I was like, "Yeah, the Lions lost." So that's awesome. Went and got a McChicken. That's my that's that's my that's story. That's great, man. Um, Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins, Thursday night football. Exciting to get a Thursday night game preview in here. Shady was telling me we got to get these pods out earlier, so I can Shady is right on my, uh, on my walks. Shady is usually Shady right about things, and so. Uh, on his, on his, not yes. sorry, on his drives. Excuse me. Um. Anyways, Ravens at the Dolphins. Dolphins uh, got their first win since Week One last week against the mighty Houston Texans. Now the Ravens coming to town. Um. Man, Ravens played an interesting game against the Vikings. Uh, they were able to pull it out in overtime. I think based on some of the refereeing in that game, they probably should have just won it in regulation. Vikings also just kind of blew it, especially in the fourth quarter on defense. So uh, a short week for both of these teams. I mean, I'll pick the Ravens to win. I think they'll cover the spread, but I'm not going to bet the Ravens minus seven and a half on, on Thursday night. Yeah, I this is not a game I'm interested really in, in betting on, but I do think this is kind of a trap game for the Ravens. Um, and, you know, it, I don't know, short week. The Dolphins played pretty terribly last week in a win. Um, not really sure who's going to be playing quarterback for the Dolphins. Don't really know how much it matters. I'm staying away from this game altogether. Um, but, yeah, if I had to take a side, I'd take the, the seven and a half with uh, Miami in this game just because I think it might be a little bit closer than uh, people anticipate. I, I think I'm still a little below market on the, on the Baltimore Ravens, although they've been impressive this year. I don't necessarily think that they are the juggernaut that a lot of people are making them out to be, and I don't think they're above running into some roadblocks on a road game um, in Miami on a short week. So, Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with the points that Lee was making, but I still, uh, this is the first leg of a teaser. Uh, the only play that I've made so far is a teaser, and, and Baltimore minus one and a half is the first leg. I, I do expect Baltimore to win. I think there is a lot of trap game narrative there, but at the end of the day, I think this is a pretty well-oiled, well-coached squad. And, and the Dolphins, man, I just, I don't know, they're, they're, this year is for sure not their year, and Brian Flores doesn't really have a a grip on the on their team I feel like to a certain extent I just I don't really know 
um, you know, what to expect from them. They should be able to, you know, this Ravens secondary is not very good. They should be able to pass on them uh, with Waddle and the receiving weapons that they have, whether it's Brissett or Tua quarterback, but still not a good offensive line. Like, I just think the Ravens should be able to handle business. It, Dolphins may cover, but uh, I think the Ravens win this game uh, most of the time they play it. All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to Sunday. Um, I, I have a couple things to say just in general. I will be in L.A. on, on Sunday with mm. Tommy and Jonah. Um, yeah. Tommy, yep. I, I want to say, I want to, you know, I'm coming into your domain, all right? And, I, and as, a, as a guest, I want to say, I know you and I in the past have had some disagreements about what to do with the remote during an NFL Sunday. Uh, this especially, is true. Especially <laughs> when the Lions uh, are on. Um, I will cede to you. The Lions are 0-8. Or Owen, yeah, Owen eight. Uh, you know, I have no, I have, I have no qualms with whatever you choose. You're the man That's... of the house. Uh, the Lions are are way out of any sort of contention. Um, mm. The floor is yours. So, I think that is a a really underrated, uh, you know, point of contention that it's it's worth bringing up because I completely forgot about that. But there was some yep. squabbles with the remote back. Uh, and and let me, this is this is my rule right here. If if you have one, you know, if you only have one TV, it, I think that's a red zone TV. I think that's a red zone TV, and you can do individual games on laptops. And if you have multiple TVs and you're afforded that, then mm-hmm. go for it, go for it. But if you have one main TV, see, I, but I, but back in the I, days of of Sealy One, you know, I'm trying to foster a Lions fandom in my in my good friend Lee Murray. All right, I'm coming over to watch the Lions game with my good friend. The, Lee the sign was on the door well, on Sunday, and, baby, and. The sign was on the door telling people sorry for the noise, and and it's like we're going to commercial into the you know it's like the two minute warning oh commercial time is oh let's mm-hmm. just see what's going on elsewhere it's like no it, you know it's it's a minute commercial we're coming back it's it's the yeah. third down money down I'm not missing that's, it you know so I mean that, that's, you know that that's that's, fair. that was that was that's back fair, in the day but if if you, you know? had it you if you had your laptop that still could work I still think my system is, is one thing I've discovered recently. Because but well yeah but the, it was, yours was the Direct TV TV my laptop would be the streaming service Stream East, Stream East yeah. unreliable yes behind and you're and I'm yes, getting I'm getting be a little behind I'm getting texts a minute ignore the text you put you put the phone face down and you watch till halftime and then you can pick the phone up because halftime's the great buffer uh, eraser you know you could be at the beginning of halftime and they're going to be you know seven minutes into halftime no Sorry, I just wanted to say this is what uh, Google Chromecast is great for. I found recently you can cast, you can stream a game from your from Google Chrome. You cast it to your TV, and then mm-hmm. you just open up another tab on your computer, and you can watch another game on your computer. That's that's usually how I do it. Is I'll cast Red Zone to the TV, and then the game I have the most interest in from that window, I I just play from my computer. You can do the, the dual screen thing. Interesting. All right, all good advice. Let's go to Sunday. Tommy, why don't you uh, take this one, baby? Yeah, uh, Cowboys at home to the Falcons. Uh, was last week an aberration? Um, Yes and no. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's an aberration, but I think it just kind of shows why I've been hesitant to fully um, anoint the Cowboys as you know the best team in the NFC, which I've seen some people do. Um, I think I've given them their due credit, but... Uh, you know, their defense still, Trayvon Diggs is, a, you know, kind of the new Marcus Peters in some ways. He can make some big-time plays, but he's not, a, he's not you know, a Jalen Ramsey. He's not a shutdown corner um, to that extent by any means. 
Um, so I think there was kind of some some misleading hype and narratives around kind of their defense and their team. And they just, you know, the Broncos, I think I kind of talked about it last week. It was one of the few games that I think I, I got right from a spread perspective. I just, the Broncos, you know, their offense is kind of live and their defense should, you know, play up in the spot. And I mean, I obviously didn't expect that. I thought they would cover the 10, but for them to, you know, outright domin- dominate the Cowboys, I, you know, I think it just kind of has to be a little bit of an aberration, but it's, you know, kind of a alarming sign, you know, long-term when they start to play some better teams and the games start to matter a little bit more. Uh, and, and because of that, that's why I would want, kind of want no part of this nine uh, from the Cowboys. If I had to pick the spread, I'd pick the Falcons. Again, I think it's just probably too many points. I know the Falcons' defense uh, isn't as good, but, you know, I, I think this Falcons' offense is kind of getting a little bit hot. I'm curious to see how the Cowboys are going to try and stop Kyle Pitts. Um, I think that's going to be an issue for them. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think if the Falcons are going to be in this game. I think the Cowboys should win this game and will win this game, but Falcons are probably going to be in this game. Over 54.5 might be a look. Clap. You're the new totals guy. I don't know. I might have to redirect that to you. But, yeah, Cowboys win, Falcons cover. It's Falcons are passing. I would agree with you up until like 30 minutes ago when I had a big brain pre-podcast moment where I had the Falcons kind of dialed in. I wasn't going to play this game. I will actually give away. This is the first leg of my three-leg teaser as the Cowboys tease down to two and a half. Um, I had from eight and a half to two and a half. That would be the first leg of my teaser. I like the Cowboys minus eight in this game. I think Vegas is kind of daring you to, to bet Atlanta. It seems obvious. Atlanta is a team that plays basically everybody close. They actually don't look that terrible recently. They look better than everyone kind of thought they did after the first few weeks of the season. I will admit that I've been the lowest person on the Falcons on this podcast. I think they're probably better than I thought. I'm not ready to say this Falcons team is even good or remotely good. I think they're below average still. Um, you know, they, they let's not forget they lost to the Panthers 12 to 10 two weeks ago. Um, their wins uh, have come against, you know, the t- Trevor Simeon-led Saints, the, the – yeah, they got killed, got by, killed the by the Eagles. They beat the Jets. They beat uh, – the Giants, they, you know, by three. It's all young huku in the last few seconds. I, I think the Cowboys <laughs> are going to come back with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think the Cowboys have the potency offensively to run up the score a little bit on this Falcons team. And I think the Cowboys defense is a clear upgrade from, uh, from what the Falcons usually have won games against. And I know the Saints defense is pretty good, but if you did – the Saints defense it's is for sure good, better the, than the, the Falcons Cowboys offense think, kind of petered out and was asleep for the whole third quarter of that game. And the Saints led actually a pretty big comeback. And then the Falcons got down into field goal range when they needed to. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play this game on the spread. Like I said, my only angle right now is the tease. But if I had in, in our pick and pool, I'm going to be taking the Cowboys here. I, I know it's a lot of points and I know the Falcons play games close, but I'm just ultimately going to go with the Cowboys. I think are a touchdown better than the Falcons. And I think they're going to exercise some demons coming off that embarrassing loss at home uh, in front of Jerry um, to the to the Broncos. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of I like the I like the Cowboys in this spot. Uh, I think maybe last week with the offensive issues with some of Denver and then some of maybe just Dak being a, a little rusty. I don't know coming coming off that week in, in Minnesota. But I think it'll be a, a fun I think One it'll be quick a fun question game for you guys, too. Terrible. Like, um, Is Calvin Ridley not being on the Falcons a big deal? Like, I, It doesn't really seem like it matters that much. And I know he's really good, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's... I think it. I think it matters to the fact that Pitts uh, and how it affects Kyle Pitts, um, because yeah, when Pitts Ridley's has led on, the team in targets the last two weeks. Yeah, when Ridley's on they the field, don't have I a feel like it's game. hard. You know, it's harder to keep. They, they in literally on Pitts. don't have a. No, I mean Cordell Patterson, man, is he, there. He's, yeah. he's 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 like the best player on the team, awesome. arguably this thus far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing like it. He's playing like it. I. AJ Terrell, he is having a nice season. season. Club. That's true. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to ask that because it seems like, like I don't really know if the Calvin Ridley absence is as big of a deal as maybe people assumed. And Clep, the 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 Darnold Ryan uh, argument. If if last yeah. week, if my surrendering last week wasn't enough, we turn around and <laughs> and they arguably Ryan has his best game of the season and Darnold has his worst game of the season. Yeah. Um, so maybe they are in a different tier. I don't know. I think I think I'll hold my water for another couple of weeks and see where we're at. Maybe week thirteen or something like that. Yeah, well, I held my water too. So yeah. you're you're more than as, welcome to, to continue holding. Uh, as Sam, Lee, and I, Sam Darnold truthers I'm, are, are. I'm holding my water. Yeah, Lee's no, hodling his water. That's true. Right. I was real comfy week four. Yeah, we're getting a. It's overkill. Yeah. It's kind of overkill at this point. It's. It, uh, Sammy looks, uh, the Robbie and- when Robbie Anderson yep. turns, when his old buddy from New Never York good. turns, Never good. Uh, not a good sign. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville going to Indy. Jacksonville, what a win. Grind it out win. I got to sneeze. Hang on. False alarm. Yep. Uh-oh. You shouldn't have publicized it. <laughs> Look into a light. Oh, bless you. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> Jag, Jags dry, grinded our win uh, in, uh, at home against Buffalo. Probably biggest upset of the NFL season so far. Um, the guy, one of the, the one of the broadcasters said it was like one of the biggest upsets in sports of the year. Yeah, that is a little ridiculous. I don't know. There's got to be something else. It's an NFL game. They, not like they won in, in dramatic fashion. They won 9-6. to six. Um Still not impressed by the Jags, I guess. The Colts, um, you know, are, are having to keep pace in the wild card hunt based on what the Titans are doing and the fact that they've lost two games to the Titans already. The division seems out of reach, uh, much to Dan- Danner's excitement. Um, but hey, maybe the Colts go to Tennessee. That would be playoffs. fun. That would be that would be a, a Murray guaranteed win. There's no way that the Titans go three and zero against the Colts in in, this, in in one season. I mean, that would be. Let's not get um, too ahead of ourselves. But, but yeah, I, I like the Colts to win at home against Jacksonville. Um, not going to – I mean, honestly, I, I'd consider betting minus 10. I don't love that, but I think uh, I think the – I mean, the, on on offense, the Jaguars have a lot of issues. The the Bills able to, to, you know, handle them pretty well. The Colts also have a pretty good defense. And so I just I just like maybe the, the Colts to be a little bit more uh, – Fundamental on offense, we'll say. I don't know the, the Bills can't run the ball, so something yeah, I'll talk about. The, that the game there. was all the Bills losing. It wasn't the Jaguars winning. I'll give credit to the Jaguars' yeah. defense. Their offense is a catastrophe. And Josh yeah, Allen sure. back to Did you, did you Josh know they Allen have the same names. name? Um, oh, really? <laughs> I want I know, no I didn't part hear of this game it. from a gambling standpoint. I'd lay the 10 with the Colts before I took it with the Jags. Um... Really disappointed in this Jaguars offense, to be honest. Don't really know what's 
Huh? Yeah, with bevel, man. Yeah, Come on, I, I just don't really know bevel. what's holding them back. And obviously, I have some personal bias because I'm a Lavisca Chenault guy. But like the fact that that Agnew is out targeting Chenault like two to one, yeah. it just doesn't really make sense. It's like, well, then why'd you draft him? Like I, I just it just doesn't make sense to me. It is a new it is a new regime, and especially Brandon, with Robinson I, I being out, like you don't you. have a running back. Like get Chenault involved underneath. Get him some reps where he can at yeah. least get a feel for the pace of the game early. Hand him hand, the ball. Hand like, him the you've ball. done that before. You did it in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Make him your, play him your know, running man. back. As, I as think running they got to find I – think, I think that guy's the best player on their offense, arguably, and they need to find a way to get him involved. I don't know if maybe him and Urban are, or, or Bevel aren't getting along, um, but their offense – they need to do something. I mean, anything's better than what they've been doing on offense. Um, the Colts' defense didn't necessarily look great against the Jets, but I will say this Colts' offense is getting comfortable. Like I said last podcast, Jonathan Taylor amongst the best running backs in the league. Their offensive line is grooving, and as long as Wentz isn't turning the ball over like an idiot, um, this Colts' team I think can beat anyone in the league, honestly. So I, I like the Colts to win and cover here. Not convinced enough to lay it. It's a division game. The Colts play down a lot. So uh, going to be interesting to monitor that, but, um, but I expect them to win this game. To me, this is the, uh, the the best one o'clock window game. Maybe you can argue Titans uh, Saints, but the, the Browns yeah. going to. I was just going to say England. I agree with everything Lee says. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Oh, did you talk yet? No, I didn't. It's oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. Tommy. It's, it's, I, I do that to you sometimes. No, no, no. It's okay, man. It's okay. Anything it's to not, say about this dumpster fire AFC South matchup? It's a. It's a. I completely agree with Lee. I'm staying far. I thought away. you were about to say you agree with my assessment that the Browns Patriots is the best early window game. Oh, this this game uh, is huge. This is one of the, I think, more underrated big I would agree games with of that the season. Club. You know, mm. I think this is this is a huge game for the AFC because the AFC is so. AFC seemingly, looks like the dynasty league right. Well, now. I was gonna say it's so seemingly filled with parity right now. I don't know if that's true, but it. Well, the it, weekly it question like of who's the best team in the um, AFC has just gotten more and more interesting with each passing week. Like I'm ready to say the Patriots right now. I'm. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to. No, no. I think it's Buffalo. No, I still think it's Buffalo. No, I mean, yeah, no. I think it's Buffalo. No. Patriots on offense, they're just not good enough offensively yeah. to be the best team in the AFC. I agree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what say you? What say you well, about this game? I'm sorry. I don't know. I uh, I like the I like the Patriots. Um, and I, I like a minus one and a half. I think the Browns perhaps coming into this one too, maybe a little overvalued, all right, because of, of what they showed without Odell. Sneaky, uh, you know, hey, maybe Odell is in this game for the Patriots. We don't know. Odell news yet to drop. Um, I know that's not going to move the Guarantee the Patriots don't sign Odell. I think Lee maybe would say, Lee, Lee maybe would, Lee maybe would say yes, keep Odell out of the We don't need him. Um. I don't know. I like I like the Patriots minus one and a half. The Patriots kind of grind it out. They you know they're they're playing well on, on defense, uh, despite the fact that they you know kind of have a reserve corner unit in there. Um, you know Bill Belichick kind of just making it work in the offense. They're not necessarily explosive, but they kind of plug along um, and, and do what they're supposed to do. And, and Mac Jones, you know, he's not maybe putting up huge numbers, but he doesn't make mistakes, which is you know impressive for for a rookie QB. Um, so I'll, I like the Patriots here, especially at home, and, and the Browns maybe kind of coming back down to earth a little bit after last week. Yeah, um, super interesting game. 
I think this COVID issue in the running back room for Cleveland um, makes me like the Patriots a lot more. I don't think Dearness Johnson's going to be toting the rock for six or seven yards of carry against this New England defense. Um, and I like the Patriots here. One K Dearness. One K Dearness, yeah. One K Dearness. I like the Patriots here, man. I think the Patriots have found their groove. I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a team that arguably could end up winning the division if the Bills don't figure their stuff out offensively. Yeah. Um, don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I do think it's more possible than it has been all year. Uh, yeah, super interesting game. This is definitely the most interesting game of the one o'clock slate. Really looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the one and a half with the Patriots. Essentially, a pick 'em here in Foxborough. I think their defense pre- presents some issues for Baker and the Browns. And like you said, Clep, I think the Browns may be getting a tad bit overvalued after their drubbing of the of the Bengals last week. So I'm gonna side with the Patriots here, but not necessarily a max confidence kind of. Uh, Siding. I don't know if I'm going to bet on this one. Yeah, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying, but I think uh, I just see this game. I think it's very even. I think the it's a very sharp line. Um, I do think the COVID uh, stuff with the running backs obviously you know hurts, but I think Dearness Johnson is is serviceable, and, I, and even with Nick Chubb and. I guess it's less uh, applicable to Kareem Hunt, but the Patriots' run defense is really good. Like I, I don't think that. Cleveland is going to be, you know, is going to be toting the rock and, you know, rushing for 300 yards with with three guys, um, like maybe they would do a different to another team. I think this is, you know, going to be a battle of two really good defenses. I think, you know, I don't think it's obvious, you know, whether Mac Jones is better than Baker Mayfield right now. I think if Baker Mayfield were to outplay Mac Jones in this game, it wouldn't be surprising. And if Mac Jones were to uh, outperform Baker Mayfield in this game, it wouldn't be surprising. Uh, I think this is just going to come down to you know, coaching and which defense kind of breaks to the other uh, because, you know, the Patriots defense is playing very good and has obviously is under Bill Belichick's uh, tutelage, but the, uh, the Browns defense is, is really good. You know, Miles My- Garrett is an unbelievable pass rusher. Their corners, Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom are both playing really well right now. Um, there's not really a, a vertical passing, you know, attack or threat with the Patriots offense. They're Kind of a dink and dunk and run the football and you know Mac Jones not making any mistakes and I think the Browns defense is going to be up for that that challenge. Um, I really like the Browns in a tease here um, or you know potentially. I'm not really you know confident taking their money line. I you know I I'm just more uh, you know interested in watching this game. But if the Patriots were plus one and a half, I tease them too. I just think this is going to be a one possession kind of low scoring, uh, tough it out back and forth game. Um, and yeah. I, I think the Browns just have more upside uh, in their offense and their defense. So, and I've, and yeah, I've been I mean, the Browns guy all, all summer, so I'll take them. Yeah, go good for you, buddy. Stick by your guys. I mean, moving into the the Bills and the Jets, more AFC East teams, and you know, I think interesting to note Lee, like we talked about between just the AFC East in general, the Bills and Patriots haven't played yet. So, um, you know, a lot of runway left, kind of either way. You know, if they split those. You know, it's probably just things get a little bit more muddy. But if either of those teams are able to win both of those games, um, you know, that could be the the deciding factor. Bills in the in the past have gotten the yips a little bit against the mm-hmm. Pats too. Important to to remember. Yeah. But going to New York, do you think they drop another road game to a dud team, or do you think they get back on track? I kind of feel like Doug, you know, yeah, they'll get back on. Yeah, I think Sean. Mc, I mean, almost said Dougie McBuckets there, but Sean McDermott. Um, gets gets um, the bills back on. This track. is my favorite play of the week. I've already made it at 
12 minus 12 and a half. It's now down to 11 and a half on DraftKings, which definitely, you know, you never love to see that, but I don't know if the difference between 11 and a half and 12 and a half is that monumental. Um, yeah, I like the Bills to, this is a bounce back spot. Uh, I know the Jets are coming off a long week, but I don't think the Jets offense is going to be able to do what they did against Indianapolis, against Buffalo, regardless of who the quarterback is, assuming it's Mike White. And I think this is a perfect spot for the Bills offense to kind of get back on track. I think this Jets defense, I mean, we saw on Thursday night last week what the, Col- the Colts were moving the ball um, at with ease. Um, the Bills have... Every win the Bills have had this year has been by more than a possession, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I expect that this this win to fall right into that category. I think the Bills win this one by two scores. Um, so I'll, I'll gladly lay 12.5 with the Bills here and kind of bet on them to bounce back against a Jets team that I think is already looking forward to the draft in next year. This also is the second leg of my teaser, for what it's worth. I have the Cowboys, minus 2.5, and and I tease the Bills down to minus 6.5. Interestingly. Any uh, thoughts on the game, Tommy? Yeah. um, I think Mike White is going to start this game. I think that's been confirmed, or at least I saw something of that nature. Maybe maybe I was dreaming. But, yeah, I, I tend to agree with Lee. Um, I think it's I, I'm still it's Bills or stay away from me. I just I'm not really interested in backing the Bills um, right now at that big of a number, um, just because I I wouldn't be surprised if you know the Jets play up at home and it's a division game still. And I could be wrong. I mean, like the Bills have were trounce, trouncing everyone up until they played Jacksonville last week. They should they should bounce back, but um, you know not a. Uh, and, and there's the Josh Allen factor. I mean, Josh Allen completely uh, took them out of that game um, in Jacksonville last uh, last week. They were in possessions to, you know, the Jaguars only scored nine points. Can you imagine if I if I told you guys last week that the Jaguars were only going to score nine points, and I'd give you, you know, Bill's money line at like minus five hundred? How much? How much money? How much money would you put? How much money would you put on it? It's it's. It's kind of obscene that game. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm not trying to put too much stock in it. I think you're right, Lee. They they should cover this number, but you know, I I'm just kind of soured on. Um, you know, they're going to win this game, but you know, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, so it kind of reminds me of um, they lost Week One to the Steelers, and Josh Allen played terrible. I don't know if you guys remember, like, he played really bad in that game. Yeah. Granted, it was at home, and then the next yeah. week they were at Miami, and they won 35 nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Played really, really well. Played really well. And I just yeah. think coming off that loss to Jacksonville, I trust this coaching staff. I ultimately know – we know who Josh Allen is, and I think that he's a more of a good quarterback than he is what we saw against the Jaguars. Granted, you're going to get games like that. I think for the rest of his career, you're going to get games like that. But I think he's more of the beat Miami by 35, beat Washington by 20-plus, beat the Texans by 40. A great game against the Chiefs, 18. too. I think that this is going to kind of be a little bit of a, of a, of a breakout game. Um, to, to, to revert back to the norm for Buffalo. So, um, Also, Mike White playing. Mike White has yet to be exposed in the NFL. Um, and people are still talking about him like, he, like oh, Mike White. He's a, uh, Mike White is a journeyman. He's not a legit NFL quarterback. I don't, I don't, know, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. But uh, I know he's caught, he's caught lightning in a bottle a little bit here. But I, I'm not convinced that um, the Bills won't – defense won't be creating turnovers or anything like that because Mike White's playing. I still think that the Bills are going to kind of run away with this one. So I'm just going to kind of 
grip my teeth and, and lay the points here with, with Buffalo and hope that they can they can get back to form against a, a bottom five Jets team. All right, Lions are back in our lives. Going to Pittsburgh, eight-point spread. Uh, the Steelers are somewhat vulnerable, I would say, as we saw you know on Monday Night Football, but uh, I don't see the Lions' first win coming in Pittsburgh when it's uh, like 30, you know, 39 degrees out. I'm not going to rule it out. I think this is a sneaky first win spot for the Lions. I It could be. I think I mean the 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 Steelers off the offense bye, is not good at all and I think the Lions could give them yeah, issues. I just am not bye. convinced the Steelers yeah. are anything more than a good defense and solid solid running game and the arguably worst quarterback in the NFL, one of them. Um, I understand they're well-coached. I get the home field advantage part. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this could be a sneaky lion spot here. I wouldn't be – if I was still alive in Survivor, I wouldn't be rushing to take the Steelers here because um, I think the Lions could present some issues for this Steelers team. And, hey, man, when when, when – they just looked so bad against the Eagles, man. I mean, maybe they were looking yeah. ahead to the bye week, but the narrative that this team is just going to, like, oh, well, they'll fight hard for Dan Campbell mm-hmm. just, like, isn't true. Like, that's not – I think, you know, I think Dan Campbell does, you know, get them to play up a little bit, but, I mean, we've seen it against the Bengals, against the Eagles, both home games where the team looks entirely yeah. disinterested in, in playing the game of football. So, I don't and know. I also, I also think – because I was kind of ready to, to back the Lions, you know, just or make a case for them. Because I do think eight, it is a lot of points. But so much of why the Bears were able to stay frisky in that game was just Justin Fields making plays. And when I look at the Lions' offensive personnel, I think the Steelers are pretty well equipped with uh, Minka and, and Devin Bush to, like, do what they can to neutralize Hawk. And um, TJ Watt. Yeah, and obvi- yeah, of course, and then TJ Watt and J- Jared Goff has no uh, mobility, and I still think this the Steelers' defense is good, and it's just going to come down to like you know the Lions' defense stopping you know Najee Harris and the insane volume that he gets, and just like their short passing game and reverses to Claypool, and uh, the Steelers have good o- good athletes on offense, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and and obviously Najee. Um, so you're kind of making a bet on the on the Lions' defense, I think, or at least that they're going to kind of let the Lions' offense be able to stay within. This I just number. see it more as like fading the Steelers, that, and that so. the Steelers always drop bad games. Um, I also they do. Yeah. This is a Tomlin. They thing. drop bad the games, and I also bad, I don't know. Yeah, I know I'm yeah. resident Steelers man. I just don't think the Steelers are a good team because of Ben Roethlisberger, and I think that if this game is anywhere close in the fourth quarter, I'm very happy to be holding on to a Lions money line ticket because I do not trust Ben Roethlisberger to drive the team down the field and go get points when he needs to. Granted, Chris Boswell made the 48-yard field goal, whatever it was. Um, penalties helped them out a whole heck of a lot in that game too. Um, I don't know how much better I think the Bears are than the Lions. Like I obviously think they're better. I don't think they're that much better. I don't think Justin Fields played particularly well in that game against the Steelers. I think what what kept them in the game was that special teams touchdown, um, and obviously he went and go went and got points when he needed yeah, to, which is great. Point. And he, he he played better as the game went on, but he also did not. There were some pretty bad plays from Justin Fields in that game. I don't know. I think a well rested Lions team, a healthy Swift, uh, maybe Goff for the first time in like eight weeks plays a above average game. I don't know. I just am not convinced the Steelers are a shoe in to beat anybody in the NFL. 
Um, and I think that's the reason why the this money line is like not, it's pretty short. You know, you're getting three to one on the Lions. You can get, you know, 3.7 to one on the Falcons. Like the, the Falcons are, according to Vegas, the Falcons are like significantly less likely to win than the Lions are, which I think is really interesting. The Falcons are going to Dallas. So um, I just mm. think that's something to chew on. I'm not, you know, I haven't bet on the Lions money line, but I do, I just am not going to be shocked if, if the Lions win this game. Um because I just think the Steelers, like I said, they're kind of liable to lose to anybody in the league. Um, yeah, I think kind of what you're, I mean, it goes back to that game when I, you know, I did the money line on the Chargers mm -hmm. in, in Kansas City. It was just like, I, if it's close in the fourth quarter, For I'm sure. happy that I And I don't think that. Ben Roethlisberger is going to outmatch Jared Goff from a quarterback standpoint as much as people may think. Um, so that's ultimately what it comes down to for me. I guess that... That was the point I was making with Fields. It's just like, is is Goff yeah. going to be able to have a drive in the fourth quarter where, you know, probably the not. But the hey, can the Lions' defense, defense or special teams score? If the Lions' defense or special teams can score a touchdown or put them in a position, or like put them in a let's not go that far. Let's say put them, you know, put them in. You yeah, know, Steelers, if we can get Steelers an Alex Anzalone pick on a Ben Roethlisberger little shovel pass to the to if we can get a little Alex Anzalone interception we're we're cooking with gas you know so wait is is uh is it is Penne is Penne playing right tackle is Decker back we're not or, well we're not sure anyway we can move on okay we're not sure we're not sure because it could be Penne on Watt yeah that could be an interesting matchup that's a whole other can of worms uh Saints go into Tennessee Interesting matchup. Always interesting. You get these NFC, AFC games. Titans coming off uh, one of the bigger wins of, of I think any team has had in, in the season. I mean, losing your your best player on offense, going to uh, the Rams and pretty much uh, dominating them defensively was kind of what that game was. I mean, the the offense didn't even really play uh, extraordinarily well. Tannehill had like 130 yards passing. Bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, it, it, the offense didn't really play that well. Defense put them in a position to score. Defense also scored themselves, and then Rams kind of got out of sync. Couldn't control Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, um, and and you know things were things were rolling for him. Just you know in general, Stafford kind of looks beat up mm -hmm. too. Something to monitor. Kind of very Lions esque, right? You just like no serious injuries, but just beat just beat to heck. And apparently he was missing time from practice earlier in the week with a back issue, which is like has been his lingering injury for what the past three years. So um, I think that's something to monitor um, too with, with the Rams. Uh, I know they, they play on Monday night, so we'll get to them in a little bit, but I like the, I like the Titans minus two and a half at home. I don't think the saints are, I don't really think the saints are that good of a team. Um, I thought they'd be better um, preseason. I did put them in, in the playoffs. Um, Jameis out, I think, I think does hurt them a little bit. They were able to to scratch and claw their way back into that game against Atlanta. They almost won it with a Mike Davis fumble at the end of the game. Ultimately lost on to Young Huku. Now they head up to to Nashville. Uh, I like. Yeah, the I think this is a spot where Vegas is is daring you to bet on Tennessee. Um, I'm going to take the Saints coming off a loss at home uh, after that big emotional win against Tampa Bay. The Titans coming off a huge win on the road against the Rams. Um, just digging my heels in on the Titans not being as good as people think train and just getting rammed every single week by the Titans being as good or better than, than I think. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to that. I, I, 
I don't particularly like the idea of backing Trevor Simeon, but I do think Sean Payton's going to have some new ideas coming off that loss to Atlanta. I think we're probably going to see a little bit more of Taysom Hill. Word on the street is Kamara is banged up too. I don't know to what extent, but uh, I still think the Saints. Well, I mean, no, no, no crap. He's yeah, like the only I still think the Saints find use. a way to make this one close, um, and 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 you know, stay within the three points and perhaps even get a win on the road here. The Titans' uh, luck might be catching up with them after you know winning five straight games uh, after losing to the Jets, all against like pretty legit teams. So. I don't know. Um, not going to bet this game, but in the pick'em, I will be taking the Saints, um, and I, I'm going to I'm going to get colorful here and say the Saints win this game on the road at Tennessee because I can't I could at this point I can't really be much much more wrong about Titans, so I may as well just continue to to to, to hang on there. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Lee. I think this is a classic uh, Titans coming, you know, Titans kind of trap game spot. Uh, Saints, I think, Clep, you, you brought up a good point with the Titans' defensive performance really carrying them to that win against the Rams and the Titans' offense still, you know, first game without Derrick Henry, not playing particularly well. I mean, put in a lot of advantage spots and, you know, credit to Ryan Tannehill for taking advantage of those spots uh, and, you know, advantageous field position and all that. But the Saints, I think this is a really good, like, matchup for the Saints. I think their defense is, is very good. Um, their offensive line is very good. I think they're going to be able to contain, uh, especially on the interior, they're going to be able to contain Jeffrey Simmons, who is just having a coming out party this year and playing, uh, you know, fantastic. And, and, you know, Harold Landry and Bud Dupree on the edges uh, with Armstead and Ramchek. I, I think the Saints offensive line is, is still a really good unit. And I think there's a coaching advantage, you know, with the Saints. Uh, not, And that's not a slide on Vrabel. I just think Sean Payton's a... Um, a better coach coming off a loss, and I, I just really kind of echo Lee's statements. I think this is a classic kind of uh, one of those games that the Saints win, and then they you know they lose to the Falcons, but they beat the Titans when the Titans look like potentially the best team in the AFC. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll die on the uh, the fade. This is the final <laughs> week to fade the Titans. So I'll join Lee, and I'll I'll die on that hill with the Saints too. Um, no, the thing is, you guys are going to come back week one oh, of yeah, the playoffs we'll be back and, and on just the risk it all. I think that that's what that that. that that's what's happening. Um, I also just want to add with the Titans, like Julio Jones just like really isn't a factor. Yeah, kind of bizarre. So, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of interesting. I don't know. He just doesn't move the needle at all for the offense. Doesn't really seem like someone they, they particularly like even target. So, um, I don't know. Just interesting. Tampa going to Washington, getting nine and a half. Uh, Washington getting nine and a half. Um, I don't know this game. Washington is uh, they're they're coming off the bye, I believe, right? The week before they kind of, you know, narrow narrowly got out of Denver or just just kind of played their their game. Denver, did Denver win? I don't even know. Denver won, yeah. So they lost to Denver. Um, is what's up? With, is Ryan Fitzpatrick back? I don't even know what's going on. With I don't this think game. he is, man. He, I mean, might be back after the. Uh... The bye, but last time I checked, he was on crutches, you know, two weeks ago, maybe yeah. a week ago. Bucks also coming off the bye, too, so uh, I like the Buccaneers to come. Yeah, I kind of like this play. Just lay it with the Buccaneers. Brady coming off a bad loss and a bye. Um, Washington yep. arguably has the worst pass defense in the NFL this season. Um, I know the yep. Buccaneers are a little banged up, but, yeah, I, I this is another interesting tee spot. It is not, unfortunately, the third leg of my teaser, but... Getting the Buccaneers down to three, 
uh, I think is a pretty sharp move, considering the fact that I do think that they have a pretty good chance of even covering nine here. Uh, I don't really see how Washington keeps this game that close. Um, maybe if the Buccaneers were like in a do for a stumble spot, but they kind of stumbled against New Orleans and then had to buy. So I expect the Buccaneers to be locked and loaded and ready to go into Washington and, uh, and get a, and get a win. Yeah, I kind of think the same thing. I mean, the the spread in the playoff game was eight and a half, if I remember, because that was a uh, that was part of my, my my classic playoff teaser. Um, and you're pretty much getting, you know, it's nine and a half right here on Fox Bet, where I'm looking. I I don't know, Lee, you got all the lines ahead of you. Is that pretty much? Well, yeah, it's nine, nine on DraftKings. Yeah, um, when I did my guess the line on Sunday night, I did fourteen for the Bucks, and maybe that was a little high, but. Um, I think this is a, a good spot for the Bucks. I think the only – it's just how successful is this Washington football team offense. They, sh- they should be able to put up some points. Um, the second the – passing, the passing defense for Tampa Bay is also not good. Um, but, you know, Taylor Heineke has, has not been, you know, obviously a, an impact quarterback. He's, he's been probably, you know, average below average uh, throughout this year. So, you know, I, I think – yeah, there's a chance that you might get backdoored by Washington, because um, yeah, a lot of teams have kind of done that with the Bucks uh, secondary, but also this could be kind of a Bucks Miami game. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'd lay the points with the Bucks. Let's go to the afternoon window. The Panthers going to Arizona. Uh, just came in breaking news. Came in that Darnold's yeah. going to IR. I just saw. It. So he's he's gone for four weeks. Philip Walker in for the Panthers, going to Arizona. Arizona just boat raced the Niners in Santa Clara without Kyler, without I got something to say. So uh, they're kind of looking like a wagon. Cliff Kingsbury put on a coaching clinic against your big brain boyfriend, Tommy. And I'll tell you something, man. And I'm not saying I would – none of us have been big Cliff Kingsbury guys. When it's working, it's pretty badass. With the with the sunglasses on and the eight and one next to your name, putting up thirty four <laughs> points with Colt McCoy, with a Colt McCoy has got a ninety QBR. It it looks it's it's pretty cool when it's I, working. Like those frames. Those are some big frames too on those and, sunglasses. And they, Cliff is he's, <laughs> he doesn't lack confidence. I'll say that much. And he put on a coaching clinic. That Arizona San Francisco game. I, I the think, way they move the I, ball on offense. With Colt McCoy as their quarterback was actually beautiful to watch. It was awesome, the play calling, the pace, it was awesome. So I think we all need to kind of just take a step back and, and acknowledge the fact that Cliff Kingsbury may be here to stay. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of want to. Uh, I think that's more of a point on on San Francisco than than Arizona because I don't know how many. That James, how many screen passes did James Conner take, like for for first downs? How much of their offense with, with took Colton one to the house? Was, yeah, he took one to the house. I mean, I, I I did not watch a whole lot of that game. I as as I said earlier in the in the podcast, I had red zone on, and we were a lot of games were going on. Um, I still think, yeah, I, the whole thing with Arizona throughout the summer that we've all been talking about is, you know, if this team, if if Kingsbury isn't a dud and he's coaching well and this team hits their ceiling, they're going to be uh, they're going to be really good, and that seems to be what they're doing. This defense is playing really well. Um, PJ Walker's in for the Cardinals. Uh, like I'm saying that, like it you know moves the needle at all, which is is probably wrong. Um, 
yeah, I think the Cardinals, this is a, a probably a spot where – but then again, I mean, this Carolina defense is good, and maybe Kyler has kind of a down game. Maybe Start it's a trap Colt. game. I don't know. I, I want to just lay the points with the Cardinals. Start Colt. I don't know if Kyler's yeah, maybe fully Colt, healthy. Maybe Colt Give me the points the, with Carolina, man. I'll take 10.5 with Carolina. I think that even though I just said all that, I think that the market's a little too high here on the Cardinals – this is the infamous Lee Murray lock. I never like to use the term lock, but last year in the COVID season, I was all yeah. over. It was like the Cardinals minus two and a half <laughs> at home to the Ted, Teddy Bridgewater-led Panthers. I think it was in I was think it it was Carolina. In anyway, North it was Carolina. a short number. It was like a short was. number, and I was like, oh, the yeah. Cardinals will win. Very confident in it. The Panthers took care of business in that game. Um I think the Panthers will get some stops. I think that P.J. Walker is not better than Sam Darnold, obviously, but maybe not obviously. But uh, I just think having a different quarterback will be a little bit of like – I think at least – at the very yeah, least, it'll like inspire more slate, hope. Like, this is the still guys a four-and-five football yeah. team. McCaffrey's back. Um, I think they can keep this within, within 10 points. I really do. Um, the only concern is that if the top comes off and, and Walker is playing like Darnold, you're pretty much toast, which is why I'm not playing it. But in our pick, I'll be taking the, the 10 points with the Panthers. Just too many. I think the Panthers are still a pretty good team. Good good coach. It doesn't seem like there's like a ton of dysfunction. It just seems like they're not really executing. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I'll take the points of the Panthers. Vikings going to SoFi Stadium, playing the Chargers. Chargers, not quite as uh, easy as we thought last that week. That was a lesson. That was a lesson. It's always more fun to learn the lessons, well, you know, I, when it doesn't affect your I'm walk. not going to lie to you guys, and I didn't want to say anything. That game felt like an L until that field goal went through the uprights. That felt like we were on the wrong yep. side the whole time. Yeah. It felt like the Eagles were playing up. They were they were carrying the ball for – Jordan Howard was getting eight yards a carry, basically. Jalen Hurts was breaking contain, if there even was contain, every single time. It was like the most frustrating game. To watch because the Eagles didn't even play that well. Like they literally just like were playing average and somehow were just like going score for score with the Chargers and Herbert had to play a perfect game to get them down in a field goal range. Like it just seemed like everything had to go. Even just like going for it on yeah. the fourth. And by the way, I mean like, Staley, oh got to give credit like, where it's due there. I mean that was like as well as you can execute a coaching, you know. Yeah. Yeah. End of game scenario. Again, yeah. It was it was a mistake, but that's why you back you back better coaches and you back. Yeah, but I'm just saying uh, like the amount of confidence, I, like that should have been one unit play, and that's that. It, it, that was that was not <laughs> yeah. a. I was, I was stupidly I, yeah, confident that is in true. that game, that is true. and it was the game that was a good number. That number was sharp, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Very happy we won, but. The Chargers three. won by how much did the Chargers win by? Two? Three. Yeah, I mean yeah, I took it me at two and, and I had it early at two and a half. Like we, Just, we barely yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean with that as uh with that as preamble, um how are how are the Chargers gonna stop the Vikings rushing attack? And the the Vikings how Maybe is that if, how are we not gonna see uh, the, the Feds come in, take out Dalvin Cook? <laughs> Dalvin said he's playing. And even okay. if he's not, even if it's Madison, man, yeah. the Vikings will find a way um, to screw it up. Just because the the Vikings, yeah, the Vikings seemingly the last two weeks. I mean, the, the Vikings, Vikings should are have won arguably the, last the two best weeks. three and five team in NFL history. 
you just didn't play the fourth quarter, I, if you just didn't but, play the fourth quarter, they'd be fine. Yeah, then that's why you know. Yeah, that's why they're three and five. I mean, the Vikings is a great uh, a great T spot, and them money line I think is is probably I think it's Vikings or pass for me. There's no way I'd lay three yeah. with the Chargers. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been betting too much with the Chargers this year. I'm well above uh, you know a profitable return on them just because of last week's game. I think I'm going to stay away from this one because it's just like the I mean Kirk Cousins is having like a good statistical season. But then you just watch him play sometimes, and it's just like this isn't like good. I, I, it's so bizarre. I don't. The Vikings are are going to be a tough out, and I just don't. You just don't know. You're kind of like I almost feel like you're just if you bet the Vikings, or I'm sorry, if you bet the Chargers, you're just relying on the Vikings to blow it more so than the Chargers just to outright beat them because the Chargers have not been an especially strong team in their last three yeah, games. I don't either, want any so. part of this game, but if I if I had to, I'm I'm taking the Vikings. I just, yeah, I think it's a good, uh, I think it's probably a similar game state to um, what we saw last week with Philly, and I think it's probably them going back and forth. And, uh, you know, the, the Chargers are going to be able to get theirs on the Vikings' defense, but when it comes to them trying to cover Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and then, you know, them just having second and threes because Dalvin Cook is getting seven yards on first down or Madison or whoever it is, like the Chargers can't stop the run at all there. Absolutely awful. So, um, I, yeah, I think it's Vikings or pass for me. I, I, I really like uh, – I, I might play the Vikings, man. I don't know. They're coming off a bad loss. Um, coming off two bad losses. Two bad losses. Uh, you know, yeah. Huh. I, I think the Vikings are, are, are not a bad play. Speaking of the Eagles, they're going to Denver. Uh, are we maybe backing the Eagles here? Are they better than we think they were? Uh, what's What's going on? It would have been kind of crazy if they beat the the Chargers. The NFC East all of a sudden would kind of have been. I don't know. Like, hmm. This is a game, another game. I, I want no part of. It's kind of been a, been a theme. I think the Broncos. The 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 difference is the Broncos have, I think, a pretty good defense, and they're gonna. I think Fangio kind of they play up. Uh, they shouldn't. The the Eagles shouldn't have the same success running the football, and that is when Jalen Hurts becomes a pocket passer, and I think that's when you have the that's when the Eagles are kind of at their worst. Um, if you can kind of contain him like the Chargers couldn't, and every in that in that Eagles game, it was Doesn't all it feel you like know, Hurts third and eight, third and six in that game. Like, all, yeah, yeah, because all the Devonta Smith because <laughs> he was scrambling on. Um, he scrambled on so many third downs, man. They would run the ball on first third and second and down, and then he would scramble yeah. for the first on third down. Brickhead yeah, Bosa um, kept like taking so, the worst angle and. On, it's like he's oh, rushing was, against that, Roethlisberger. That was it's like, tough. bro, this kid is an athlete. Yeah. He looked like he looked like straight up like a a super athletic uh, eighth grader who just is playing football yeah, for the first yeah. time. And just completely <laughs> blows by. Like he doesn't, he can't control his body because he's I so big. I will say too, um, I, Jalen Hurts is is better throwing outside of the pocket than he is from the pocket, and it's so evident. Like it's actually, I, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback that's that much better throwing from from uh, outside of the pocket or on the run or from different angles than he is throwing from the pocket. Like Jalen Hurts is like an incredible thrower of the football on the move, but he just can't really sit in the pocket and throw it. Like he'll complete a couple of them, but you, if Denver can cook up something or anyone who's playing against him can cook up something where they make him sit in the pocket all game and win the game from the pocket, I just don't even know if he has ever done that. I don't know if he's comfortable doing that. 
I, Lee, would you, uh, this is like a quick sidebar, but this is something I was thinking about last night and I wanted to ask, uh, you guys a draft question. I don't know. Maybe if you're the Eagles, you have three first round picks, probably you got the Colts, you got your own pick and the Dolphins pick. Would you, uh, would you Absolutely. draft a quarterback right now knowing the class? Absolutely. You would. Yeah, man. I mean, maybe you I'll would. get burned on the stake for this, but I think Carson Strong is a unique thrower of the football. And I think that he's he's a he's a throwback, man. He's a pocket passer. He's got moxie. He makes some dumb throws, but I don't know. I think he's got a bright future with some good coaching. And I think if they keep Shane Steichen around, uh, they can they can do some interesting things on offense. We'll have to see how the year finishes out. But man, I mean, I'm not going to change like my opinion on Jalen Hurts hasn't changed. Like I think Jalen Hurts is a serviceable serviceable quarterback, but I don't think he's a future of the franchise or even a starting level NFL quarterback, you know? Um, and you know, time will tell, I guess, but I just, I just think, what's up? Well, I guess maybe the question is, uh, is the, are the Matt Corrals, the Malik Willis's and, you know, whomever else, the Sam Howells of the world better than Jalen Hurts? Would you have, would you take, I don't think Malik Willis is any of those if you know, and I don't like Matt Corral personally. I don't think, think he's Co- going to succeed in the NFL. I think he's a product of, the, of that offense and Lane Kiffin. Um, you think Howell? You'd rather yeah, have I'd rather Howell have than Hurts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll leave the. I haven't done much research. I'm obviously not a big yeah, college no, I, guy, but I mean, the thing I would say is obviously Tommy. Like, they don't have to use maybe that Dolphins pick. They should trade on for a guy Deshaun like Watson. Strong, right? Yeah. That's what yeah, they I mean, do. That they would have be... the capital to do it. They should just trade for Deshaun Watson and, and try to keep one of those first round picks. Like trade Hurts and two first round picks and maybe a second or like Slay for for Watson. Yeah, and I think if you're the if you're the Texans, I mean, getting Hurts rather than Tua is you probably can do more with that. I don't better. know. Do, I might rather have Davis Mills than Hurts to be honest. I'm I'm kind of a Hurts hater. So yeah, and I I've never yeah, liked a player more. But I mean, at the same time too, as a player. I want to make that clear. I think Jalen Hurts is like a phenomenal human yeah. being from what I've seen. And I think he's got an incredible work ethic. And that's part, a huge part of the reason why he's succeeding as much as he is. Um, not that he's succeeding that much, but he's definitely defied a lot of people's opinions. Um, and, I, and I wish him the best, but I just do not think that he will survive long term as a starting quarterback in, in the league. Um, let's, let's breeze through these last couple games here, boys. We've got to get Green yeah. on the horn in eight minutes. Um, Seattle at Green Bay, big game, big uh, afternoon game. This will probably be Buck and Aikman. Russ is back. Aaron Rodgers probably back. Uh, three and a half is the uh, Green Bay's three and a half point favorites. Over is at 49. I kind of like that, if I'm being honest. But uh, I don't know. I think the Packers will, will win this one. I think Seattle may be a little bit overrated coming you know, back with Russ. I'm not sure, but Chris Carson also. Last leg of my teaser, Seahawks up to nine and a half. Um, I think the Packers win Mm -hmm. it on the field. I think it's a close game. I think one of these quarterbacks is going to have the ball with two minutes or or less left and is going to go win the game. You have um, have Cowboys minus two and a half, Bills minus six and a half, Seahawks plus nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think the Seahawks are are a good teaser leg. Um, I'm assuming Rodgers is going to play, and I think the, I think the Packers will win the game. I think 
even getting the hook with the Seahawks is a little uh, is is kind of you know it, if Russ doesn't completely if if Russ has a good game which he should have and this is a beatable secondary this is probably a field goal game this line probably should be three I think um, and and yeah Packers I, I really expect the Packers to win I think week. better coach yeah Matt Lafleur I, I, I think. I think I especially, I, you know, I did not punts, believe in right? Matt Lafleur, and Two I, was punts. De- I was dead wrong. Lose by six in Kansas City. Yeah, with Jordan Love started. Yeah, I also think that's a. Ref- I also think that's a nice reflection on uh, yeah, Kansas C- sure. Kansas City and where they're at. Um, uh, Kyler just told the media he uh, expects to play. So. Might not, I might still start Matt Ryan. I don't know. Right. Got that luxury. <laughs> Uh, Kansas City Chiefs going to Vegas. Vegas lost a bummer of a game to the to the Giants. Thank you, Lee, for you know having me on that money Quincy line. Quincy Roche, baby, back in the Giants, and and and, Dan- and Daniel Jones. What a what a what a moment that was. I definitely uh, thought about jumping ship when when WinBet offered me twenty five bucks to get out of it. Uh, when when the when the Panthers and pa- or sorry when the Patriots and uh, Browns were in control, but uh, I stuck by. Few people know that about me. It wouldn't be a hedge. It was just it was just abandoning ship never, on Daniel Jones. Hedge. It was quite enticing. You go through with it. Um, you die with Chiefs, your pick. <laughs> Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs look awful, frankly, um, on offense. They've lost the big playability. Um, Clyde might be back this week. We'll see. That hasn't really ever moved the needle for them, though, anyway, in the running game. Uh Good to see Kelsey kind of back involved, though. It, it was an improvement against Green Bay, but I have a feeling if Rodgers plays that game, I, I don't know if the Chiefs win. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm not. Rodgers played this the fourth one. quarter of that game. The uh, Packers didn't win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to be an idiot and say the Chiefs are the side. Um, I think the Raiders uh, this year are very similar to the Raiders last year, where. I think things are going to start to unravel for them a little bit. They were not particularly impressive in that yeah. game against the Giants. I think the whole Gruden thing is still affecting them. I obviously think the Rugs thing is affecting them even more. Um, their two wins in the post-Gruden era, like I mentioned last week, are against the Eagles and the Broncos. You're not talking about necessarily good teams, although you got to be rewarded for any win you can get in the NFL. I think the, I think the, the Chiefs have to know the clock is ticking. I don't think I think you can. Any idea you have about the Chiefs being the Chiefs of the past three years is done. It's over. They're, 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 no, yeah. they're no longer that team. I still think they're like pretty decent. Um, I think this could be Andy Reid's last year coaching. I know I said it earlier. I, I really do think that there could be something to that. Um, I don't know. I think he's, he's stressed out a little bit, and I think that things are not going as smoothly um, from a coaching standpoint as they, as they should be in Kansas City. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to play this game at all. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win because I do think that they are veteran enough to recognize that the clock is ticking here. It's a division game. They lost to the Raiders in Las Vegas last year, so I'm just going to lean Chiefs. Uh, the Raiders are the second leg of my teaser, which is is going to be a uh, it's a very long teaser going mm. from Thursday night to Sunday night. Um, but I, I kind of agree with everything you say. I think the Chiefs might, if I have – it being under three, I probably would take the Chiefs. But the Raiders have played the Chiefs very well, even when the Chiefs were the Chiefs of, of three years ago. I think they won two of the last four matchups um, between them. This is at home for the Raiders coming off a, a awful performance against the Giants. I think this is a team that you know rallies and, and you know, they kind of will go through this – 
you know, they're one week rem- removed from Ruggs, which I think they kind of really felt the most effective that this week um, with the Giants. But now they're back at home, they had a division game against a team that they know very well. Uh, and I think getting eight and a half with the Raiders is um, is you know, a really nice leg for the teaser. Um, they play up, I think, in Vegas. And, and I mean, as someone who I had the Chiefs in a tease last week and I watched, what was the game before that? Um, the Giants game. Just watching that Giants game. This Chiefs team is, is their defense is awful, one. Even if their offense was very, very good um, and was, you know, performing at, at the level they were even earlier in the season, this defense is awful. The Raiders should be able to score points. Um, Deshaun Jackson is coming in. I, you know, that just it just takes one play for him to oh, come on. make an impact. You know, I mean, this is. Well, I'm just saying, like they have they. This is a t- this is a secondary that is is awful, and the Raiders have you know Carr is a good quarterback, um, and their defense. You know, they've got some. You know, they're not good, but you know they have a little bit of a pass rush and. They're not a complete sieve, so this should be a close game. I think, you know, under three, I probably would lean with the Chiefs just because if this becomes a field goal game, last possession game, the Chiefs probably are the are, have a little bit more upside, but I think the, the Raiders are going to play this Chiefs team uh, close. All right, quickly wrapping it up for Monday Night Football. Both the Rams going to the, the Niners, I think you could say both these teams coming off their worst loss of the season uh, in an NFC West divisional matchup. Uh, I think the Rams bounce back and, and can cover the, the four-point spread. I'm leaning Niners right now, man. I think Stafford's a little banged up. Ooh. I don't. Th- I think. I think this is the most yep. I've by far I've ever heard publicly Shanahan be criticized and have his name dragged through the mud. Now I'm not a disciple of Shanahan like my older brother. I don't think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I do think that he's a really good coach. I do think that he should essentially have a lifetime contract in San Francisco. I don't think they have any reason to get rid of him. Um, and I do think that they're going to learn some things from that from that game last week. Not a team I particularly want to back. Again, I mean, their defense has looked awful. Like Tommy said, I know I was giving Kingsbury a shout-out, but James Conner looking like, you know, Walter Payton basically in that game. I think is a, a big product of that is just the, the 49ers defense relying on people like Josh Norman and Dre Kirkpatrick to, like, make tackles. Like, these guys are washed up. Um, not very good players. Um but ultimately, I think Shanahan's going to put together a good game plan. He's had McVay's number for the most part throughout both of their careers. Again, not going to take action in this game, but looking forward to watching it. And I expect San Francisco to definitely at least hang around in this game and keep it close. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not in a, in a rush to bet the Rams by any means. Yeah, I think the Rams are the side here, man, and. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm kind of out on the Niners this year. I still have a lot of faith in Shanahan. Um, I still, I mean, I know I have faith in his play calling, but I do think you can bring up some valid points about, you know, how he is as a as a kind of a leader of this team and you know the direction they're going. They were, they were really just flat last week against Arizona. It's inexcusable. You can't have games like that. Um, it, you know, it'd be one thing if it two was the game. Like it was though, two big fumbles, though, man. Two big fumbles. I think. They, I just don't understand Tommy. why Jimmy G is still playing. Like, especially now at this point, at, at the, you're, he's not you're, good. If you he's did, not you good. watch the Bro, game. Jimmy G played like actually pretty well. They had two huge fumbles in, in the opponent's territory, and their defense yeah. was terrible, terrible. But, yeah, their defense is, but Jimmy G is like, not like moving the needle for them. He's he he plays fine. Dude, that's fine your if he job doesn't turn the ball over. But like their offense is—I I don't know who could have won that yeah, game for the 49ers. The way this they team, played, like Jimmy, you 
you just have your blinders on to where you just blame every loss on Jimmy G. It's like, dude, he's he's not playing that poorly. I'm, it's not. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming the loss on him. I just don't see why they're still playing him when the season I think is a loss. I, I think they obviously like, don't. Think and, the and we'll see. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Playoff picture. Maybe I'm. Yeah, but they're. I think. I think the Rams are the side. I think the Rams are going to wax the Niners. The, the Niners defense sucks. Yeah, I agree. The Niners with defense that. is not good, and then. Um, the Niners' defense is not good, and the 49ers' offense, I think it's going to take a lot for them. It's going to take a, a huge game um, from Shanahan and Garoppolo or Lance, whoever the quarterback is, and you know for them to keep up with the Rams' offense. Um, All right, Tommy, yeah. let's, get a, let's get a Q-State scheme and get free hand. Q-State scheme. <laughs> <laughs>